Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a very special guest for Below Deck Med Premiere Week. It's Hannah Farrier, of course, the chief stew on Below Deck Med. Hannah, how are you doing today? I'm good, Denny. How are you? I'm so good. Now, we met at the Abbey through uh, mutual friends, Ben <laughs> yeah. and Ronnie, of course, from Watch What Crappens. Yes. We love them so, so much. We uh, do. I wonder, do you, so you must listen to Watch What Crappens. Yeah, I have like a little ritual with Watch What Crappens, and it's like literally smoking and then sitting and giggling for the next hour. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like my hour a week. I just go and sit by the water and it's like my favorite podcast. I love them. How do you handle all like the online criticism? I know they're like more fun, but... Oh, look, I just think at the end of the day, you've got to have a really thick skin and know who you are. Um, And I think it's just as important to not listen to the good as not listen to the bad. Because I think we concentrate so much on not listening to the bad. And then, you know, you can easily get distracted by thinking you're, you know, shit don't stink anymore because everyone's telling you how wonderful you are. So you've got to kind of just stay at a level and not go down and not go up too much either. find that middle ground. Yeah, exactly. And we saw the relationship with you and Captain Sandy play out a little bit in the premiere episode going into this new charter season. Were you nervous about seeing her again because you had a little bit of a tumultuous relationship. Just just a little, just a right? Little. Just a tiny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Understatement of the century. <laughs> How did you feel going into this season? Uh, well, Sandy and I had actually had dinner, had a discussion about whether we could work together again and then come to like an agreement about our communication and things like that. So I kind of went into this charter season just really positive. I wanted to concentrate on my job. Um, I was very distracted last season. So, yeah, to me, I just kind of went in. I can think even in, you know, the first episode, you can see I'm like, okay, everything's going to be fine. We're all good. And like, I'm just, it was probably at the start a little bit over the top, but I just had to have myself in such a positive headspace. So... So when you sat down with Captain Sandy beforehand, were you, you said you were talking whether or not we can make it through this season. What was that conversation like? Um, It was just, I think it's really difficult in the situation Sandy and I were in because I joined and we don't have any time, like on our first season, we have no time to get to know each other. And it's difficult then because you don't know how, like I didn't know how she wanted me to work with her and vice versa. So this was definitely like, okay, we've worked together for two seasons. How are we going to work together again in a third season and have each like, you know, and leave with smiles on our faces. Right. And what about Zhao? I hope I'm saying that. I'm saying that <laughs> You're not, but I, I love not? you for what it. <laughs> <laughs> how, what about the relationship with him? Because you also had a little bit of a tumultuous relationship. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so with Joao, I actually um, kind of, I was in the same city with him and I saw him and he was going through a really hard time with Brooke. Um, and I, you know, I kept, I, you know, I kept out of it, but I guess my compassionate side kind of opened up and, you know, I felt bad for him. And, you know, I think the best place to start when you're building in your relationship is pity, obviously. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> 
I think the yeah. basis of any friendship. Exactly. Um, you know, and it's always good, you know, to to I don't mind, you know. I think in the first episode I even said, you know, I like to see a douchebag. Yeah. You know, to come full circle. So, yeah, no, he's we um yeah we definitely had a chat before the season as well, and I think he realised as well that there was a few things that he didn't like about himself when he watched last season. So yeah, it seemed like he went into this first episode wanting to change a little bit about himself too. Yeah, definitely, which was good. Now, when we met at the Abbey, Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules showed up. Yes, and I wonder, do you did you know him, or do you know any of the other Bravo celebrities? Like, are, are you close with any of them? Yeah, um, so. She- Sheena was just in Sydney, so I was out with her for a few nights. And uh, I know Tom and Ariana. We've we've we went out on a night out. I think it was a few years ago now. And um, uh, Jax is quite often at the at our events and things like that. So and uh, yeah, some of the housewives like um, Brandy Glanville. And uh, Brandy from Dallas. So, yeah. Do you watch any of the Housewives? I watch nearly all of them. <laughs> all of them? Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite? Oh, my God. It's usually Beverly Hills, but I don't like this season. Because of the Lisa stuff? Or I the just dog think, stuff? like, I hate that kind of hypocritical stuff on, like, on TV. It's like, you're sitting there. I don't care whether she sold the story or not. You all have leaked stuff to the press, mm. every single one of you. So, right. don't sit there and complain or, you know, I feel like she's, you know... I don't know. She's she. It's funny actually because Lisa Vanderpump. I have uh, pe- I know people that worked for her when she was based in South of France. Right. Um. But yeah, I just think that it kind of it was a bit gross, especially after what happened with her brother, to kind of go that hard on her. Like I don't really care if she sold the story or not. It right. doesn't matter. Everyone's done it. Yeah, and also I feel like the storylines move a little too slow on Beverly Hills. That's my opinion. I, yeah, you know, and I love the fast pace of New York's my favorite, and I love the fast pace of New York. Yeah, just, they I, get over things quickly. I love New York, but I also really like Atlanta. Yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah. those girls know how to party. They're not so like hoity-toity, you know. <laughs> It'll be like video footage from their cell phones at 3 a.m. and they're like twerking and stuff. They oh, just so seem good. like a lot of fun. Uh, do you watch any of the international ones? I know they're not like Bravo US ones, but there's like a Melbourne. and a- I love Melbourne. Melbourne's so good. Yeah, so I'm friends with Jackie. <gasps> Um, she's lovely, but I don't, where, where is it? I know. Where is it? I don't, we need it to come back. I truly <sighs> think that's like one of the best franchises is, we have. Yeah. Truly. And did you see Sydney? I didn't watch Sydney. Sydney was awful. Was it awful? I was that's so why I didn't watch it. I yeah, heard that. yeah. It was disgusting. They cast, it was just such bad casting. Yeah. I'm like Melbourne through and through. Yeah. I just think it's amazing. So tell me a little bit about the schedule when you're on a charter, because I'm so fascinated by that. Are you able to catch up on sleep or by the end of the whole season, are you just exhausted? Like, Yeah, you're definitely exhausted. We have basically, so it basically goes like you're on charter night one and then on charter night two, and then we go out night three. And then we turn the boat around. So then there's that one night where you can get like a good eight or nine hours mm. if you can. And then you start charter again. So it's like one night every four, you get a half decent sleep. So when you're on the charter, what time are you waking up? I mean, you're waking up, you have to be up before the guests and then asleep after them. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cause I'm so surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have like an early morning girl and then a mid shift and then a late shift. So... It really depends on kind of the the charter guests. I I try and do the mid shift, which is basically 
awake before them and asleep after them. Um, but, you know, some of them only sleep like five hours because they're not doing anything in the day except drinking. So it is difficult, but we make it work. And then where does the crew sleep? Like the camera crew, where are they sleeping at? Do we see their beds? No, no, sleep, no. Like, where are they? they don't sleep on the boat. So they so go, have, they leave at night. Yeah. Well, we have day crew and night crew because it's like, it's so different to other reality shows. Like we film with moving cameras pretty much 24 seven. So um, we, yeah, we have a day crew that does 12 hours and then a night crew that does 12 hours. I'm so fascinated by that. <laughs> it just seems exhausting. It seems like I want you all to nap. Ah, uh, yes. Now, you sound like Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Chef Mila. Now, the premiere, I was shocked. I thought yep. this was obviously the most shocking part of the premiere. But the food she was making, and I know she was sick, but please just walk me through this. What were you thinking when you saw that fucking plate of nachos? I think you can actually, like, I Your literally, face. yeah. <laughs> I need so one good. of those shirts that say, like, I did not mean to make that face out loud. <laughs> it was perfect. And and we were all making that face. I thought I was getting better, but that face when she's microwaving, I'm standing there, like, looking between her and the microwave, and I'm like, I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to jump out and go, no, bitch, we're kidding. <laughs> You've been punked. It was like the nachos. I felt like you were even judging a little bit, as was I watching at home, the burgers, fries, and grilled chicken that was served earlier yeah. in the day. And I mean, just hearing that lineup, I was like, before we even knew about the nachos, I was like, what? Grilled chicken and burgers? It sounds like something I would make. Yeah. It just seemed off. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, um, I don't think it shows too much in the episode, but I also had a lot of red flags when she got her provisioning order in because she bought like probably about 10 times the amount of food that you should be buying. So to me, I was like, this is not an order that is placed by a chef who knows what they're doing. So that worried me. Um, and then, yeah, it's always a bit scary when they're throwing up on day one. It's like deja vu. Um, and then, yeah, once those El Del Paso stuff and stand tacos came out, I was like, girl, this is what you like eat when you've got the munchies or something. It's not what you should be like serving on a super yacht as a first dinner service. And also it made no sense. Like who has no. like – Enchiladas, tacos, and nachos as a starter. As an appetizer. It and was then so a ribeye with beans as a main. What You're the like, fuck? it was so And then weird. the steak in the microwave. I was like, you, I know never to microwave a steak. Like, what? I couldn't believe it. It was shocking to it's me. It's so, I went like. It's so interesting. I yeah. It's like so interesting. The only thing I put in a microwave is popcorn. It's, I would not cook. I, I grew up without a microwave. But, and also like the fact that like she was plating the food, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> they have like plates full of Mexican food in front of them. Am I supposed to like How put like a main size plate to the side of their thing with a like? I just it. Thank it was, God you didn't serve those nachos either. Oh, like, they, they were, looked terrible. I, like I've made nachos at four in the morning better than those. Yeah, like they looked terrible. They were, and I've like I've legitimately. I think I said in the episode I've never once not refused to serve food. And I was like, I just, I cannot bring myself to take that out. It's just disgusting. Did anyone eat those nachos? No. No, they just went in the trash. Yeah. Good. good. Uh, she gets fired, right? I bet she gets fired. I don't know that. For, <laughs> I'm just guessing. Like, I truly don't have any spoilers. I just, I'm guessing she's fired. How I just, could she last? Well, how could she last if she keeps serving food like that? But you never know. It might honestly right. be that she just had a, you know. She was sick. sick and, and she has the training under her belt. So maybe she puts it together, pulls it together. Yeah. I doubt it though. <laughs> yeah. I I'm wondering it. if she went to Cordon Bleu or she just walked past it, you know? Right. There's a difference. I'm curious what the difference is between working with 
not only a female chef, but also a female captain. Like, do you notice a big difference? Because in the past, have you had typically more yeah, male? Male captains and male chefs. Um, it is. It's a really different dynamic. Um, but yeah, I didn't think like I'd worked with one female captain before Sandy and it ha- really hadn't gone well. So I didn't think I'd do that again. And me and Sandy have kind of come through the weathered the storm together. Um, but yeah, I think a female chef is different as well because I'm such a girl's girl. So I immediately kind of get a bit protective around, of females around me. Whereas with men, I'll just go for gold. So it's like, I can't snap at her or like Mm. have kind of, you know, the Ben and Hannah screaming matches that we used to have. I just wouldn't do that with a female. So yeah, it's definitely a different dynamic. Do you watch the other below deck? Yes, I do. Yes. And so I want to talk about last season, if you don't mind. Yeah. You watched last season. What did you think of the way that uh, Kate had treated Caroline? Do you know what? I think it's like such a difficult situation because obviously when you look at it on, you know, on TV, it looks really horrible. Um, And I definitely don't condone, you know, speaking to someone like that. But at the same time, I know that sometimes, you know, things are, we we film, as I said, 24-7. There will be so much that has been left out that on Caroline's side to get Kate to that level of frustration, you know. I know that, you know, sometimes you see me snapping at one of the stewardesses and I'm like, hey, guys, you left out the fact that 10 times I'd checked the cabins and she made the same mistake, you know? Yeah. So I also know that, you know, it's it's really difficult in our show to show everything. Right, right. What do we have to look forward to this season? Um, so The this, trailer looks good. It's Sorry, so I'm interrupting good. you. It looks no. really good. <laughs> I'm actually, for the first time in years, I'm really excited about the season. I didn't know, obviously, what to expect after season one. And season two and three, I wasn't, I didn't, you know, I had no kind of excitement about it coming up. But this one, I'm so excited. There's, It's going to be hilarious. There's kind of a little bit of everything, but it's quite a nice season, which I felt like was really needed. I feel like there's been a little bit kind of backstabby and, you know, I went into last season in a really bad headspace myself personally. Um, So I think we were all just kind of there to have a good time, work hard. There's definitely a few slackers, but you know that it's kind of like those people that are like, they're always late or they, you know, always like dodge out when it's their round on the bill or something like that. But then they're so funny that you kind of just forgive them. Right. They're yeah. cute or lovable. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's like a puppy that pees on your rug. You know, we've got a few of those on board. You're like, God damn it. But you're still cute. Right. Right. How can I be mad? Yeah. Now, is anyone fired this season? I won't make you say who, but will somebody be fired? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Now, in the preview, we also see Chef Mila. I'm, like, so pissed off at Chef Mila right now. Mm -hmm. But in the preview, we see she doesn't want her son to see two gay men, two men kissing. Yes. And as a gay man, I was very upset about this. And I don't know the context. But how did you handle that? You, How did you handle that? Um, I, I kind of couldn't handle that because I have... You know, one of my best friends in in Australia is gay and he's Muslim, so I've seen him fight like the most horrible battle. I have so many gay friends and I like if I was in that if I was in that car, I don't know what I would have done because that's the type of thing to me that's like it's like racism. It's my blood I'm getting like pins right. and needles even like thinking about it. Like my anger levels would just reach that, like I couldn't even talk to her about it because I was so angry. It's just disgusting yeah. in 
2019 that we're still having these ignorant idiots say things like that. Truly, I, I was shocked just seeing it. And it was just a preview. And obviously, again, we don't know the context. But just seeing it, it was like, oh, my God, you sometimes for I forget sometimes too, like that. This is a thing yeah. to some people and certain. It is really and- it's it's such a hard thing, though, as well. And it is no excuse. But you know, you are a product of your upbringing and Russia is still quite Different, backwards right. when it comes to that sort of thing, you know. So, but at the same time, that's not as an excuse because you've lived in Monaco for years and you have the internet and hopefully half a brain. So, you should be able to work it out on your own, you know. Right. Almost as offensive as those nachos. Almost. Almost. <laughs> uh, so I have some questions from the from Facebook. I went online and, and got some questions for you. So Megan Stout said, is Conrad still waiting for you to pay him back? <laughs> no, I paid him back on that day, he asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Could we ever get a crossover with you and Kate working together? I would love to see that. I think fans would love to see you two together. Yeah, definitely. I would love to work with Kate. I think that would be hilarious. How would that work? Is there ever a situation in, in chartering where there's like a two chiefs do you know it's so funny because like i think a lot of people think we like pitch against each other when we're actually friends and i think it would come down to me going honey you be chief stew and her going no no you no you we'd probably more be fighting for the second (laughs) stew position than the chief (laughs) (laughs) so sarah lanier i hope i'm saying that right says do you ever watch the show back do you regret anything from previous seasons Ah, look, I think, um, you know, there's definitely things that I would have done differently, but I kind of think that regret in life in general is quite a waste of time. It's a kind of a stupid emotion because what it's not going to, I think I kind of believe that if you're regretting something, you're probably not learning from it. So why don't you learn from it and move forward instead of regretting it? Right. Beth Unger says, do you still have a friendship with Bobby? Who? Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Now, uh, Chelsea Lawson says, why do they hire people that are so inexperienced? Is it difficult to find experienced yachties because they want to be on TV? They don't want to be on TV? Uh, I think, yeah. Well, the other thing is, we, you know, our charter season is quite short. So a lot of people like that are experienced yachties, they Mm -hmm. do already have positions. Yeah. So um, I think... Is that the nature of the TV show? Is that why it's a shorter season? Because Yeah, I think, yeah, because yeah. we can only film for so much, you know, so much time. It's it's still long. I think we've, we film for six and a half weeks, but it's also at the end of the season. So people have already done a full, you know, three month, four month charter season. So Right, right. Jessica Dang says, would you still be in yachting if it wasn't for the show? I am not sure, Jessica. Mm. I have no idea. Yeah. I I was in corporate for six years before I left for yachting. I um, did yachting for f- six years before I was approached with with Bravo. So it's been so long now. This is my fourth season. So it's so if it was you know after the first season or second season, I'd say a hundred percent I'd still be in yachting. But you can never really tell after four years. Yeah, yeah. Maura Kelly says, "Would you rather work for Captain Lee or Sandy?" Captain Sandy. Um. I would love to do a season with Captain Lee because I've, to see that yeah, I've spent time with him and I really like him, but I'm very happy with my relationship with Captain Sandy as well. So if anything, it would just be to experience something new. Right. Try something new. And what's the oddest thing you've seen on a client preference sheet? Um, probably a woman I spoke about earlier today. She, um, she ate berries for every single meal. So I would have to serve 
like blueberries as a starter, raspberries oh as the main, mulberries. As why the, why it was, did she do that? Did she ever say why? She just liked it. Was it was just her diet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I don't do cabins and I don't have to clean her toilet. Cause <laughs> 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 I don't know what would be going right. on down there. <laughs> do you ever look at certain client preference sheet and think, like if somebody has picky food choice, food tastes or something like that and sort of silently judge them? Like they're coming on a, a yacht with a wonderful chef and they're just looking for – Shit. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely I can I can these days I can look at a preference sheet and pretty much know how the chart is gonna go. But you know, we used to like I've worked for a boss that was obsessed with like sheep's brains, but they had to be fresh. So we had to buy the whole mm. head of the sheep and then cook it and then crack the skull open That's so that he disgusting. could eat the brains. Yeah. So you know what? Like if you're a vegetarian, I'd prefer to deal with that, quite frankly. Right. right. A little easier. Yeah. Uh, CR Baskin said, do you ever film people on the yacht and then don't use the trip for an episode? Has there ever been a charter that has not gone to air? No. No. Uh, Angela Mullen says, who's your dream cast to work with? Like throughout all of the below decks. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I'd love to work with Kate. I'd love to work with Lee. Um, I'd love to work with Julia, my second stew from season one. one. Um, I liked, uh, I don't remember his name, Brian, <laughs> 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 Brian, the voice, obviously very memorable <laughs> from season one. Um, what about Bravo celebrities? Have they ever pitched like a Bravo crossover where they have like some housewives on the thing? Has that happened? I think the housewives think, went on below deck. Yeah. At some once. point, right? Yeah. 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 Would you ever want that or would you, you don't yeah, want to see I'd these I'd love people. that. I want the Atlanta housewives oh, and like, please. I want them twerking, but I don't like Nini this season actually. Right. Nini kind of went off the rails, didn't she? Yeah. You were team Cynthia on all of that. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, it was just because like, I feel like. As people that work in reality TV, especially the housewives, because you're choosing to put your private life out there, mine is my work, you know? So if I keep my personal life personal, then it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. But with the housewives with of Atlanta this season, it was like with Nini, I felt so bad for her in some ways, but I just think it was almost worth just taking a season off and going, I've got okay. too much. There's too much pressure. I can't have the cameras in my face. I My husband's dealing with cancer. But if you choose to keep going and you want to keep doing it, then you have to kind of be open. And, you know, you even right. saw Andy at the reunion. He was getting frustrated. It's like you can't just say no answer, no mm -hmm. answer when this is your job, you know? And she was saying no answer, no answer with, with seemingly such an attitude. It was yeah. like it was hard to watch and, and she wasn't doing herself any favors. And I actually thought she would go into that reunion being – uh, trying to course correct a little bit. And be yeah, a little that's what I thought as well, but no. Uh, Trinity Weiss says, has Bugsy ever apologized to you for being the worst? <laughs> no, I think we had a chat like after the reunion for two seconds, but I don't know. I don't like that. Uh, I'm really not a fan of the kind of snake sneaky behavior. Like if you want to like, you know, with the whole iPad thing, just come up to me and go, hey, I think it's bring a camera. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You know? Bring a camera, ask me why I'm texting a charter guest, and we can have a chat about it face to face. But just like to me, that was gross. Yeah, yeah like I we're agree. texting back and forth, and you and all the crew are like reading it. It's just kind of, it's such a snaky move. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you, as a chief stew, lose all your trust in your second so early on in the season. You know, mm -hmm. it's very hard to come back from that. Right. Now, you have a very infamous appearance on Watch What Happens Live with Barbie. <laughs> yes. 
And can you just tell me a little bit about that? A lot of people were sending me in questions about this. They wanted yeah. to know what was that like? How did that all happen? How um, did you resolve it? It was the funny thing is, is a few people have asked me, they're like, was that staged? And I was like, no, it definitely wasn't. But Bobby basically, he can get something in his head and it doesn't matter what you say, what other people say, that's just the way it is and that's it. And this was something, yeah, he'd basically, he'd done this, you know, thing on Instagram going like, oh, I'm going to randomly draw two two people to come to watch what happens live. And he shows up with like two girls that look like they're, you know, walking the streets at 3am, like hustling for a bit of extra pocket money. And it's like, if you- No shame in that. Yeah, no. But then just say like- I'm going to choose two people. Don't say two people randomly because it's not random. It You're looking random. at the Instagram. And then the fact that he'd invited Lauren, who ended up being our third stew, was just to me like it's like you've invited a normal girl who you've been on a few dates with and then you've brought two other girls that look like that. It was just a bit dodgy to me. And then he just started on all this stuff that had happened like between the seasons and things and it was just, yeah, it just kind of escalated quickly. I'm always so fascinated about Watch What Happens Live. Like, do you, what time do you have to get there? I, these are sort of behind the scenes questions, but I feel like it's yeah. interesting to fans. Um, so, I, Caroline, who's the makeup artist on um, Watch What Happens Live, she's amazing. So, and we're, we're friends as well. So, we're all, always kind of messaging beforehand about what look we want. And um, so, I'll get there usually at like 6 p.m. And then we'll have a glass of champagne and we'll start hair and makeup. And usually I've got someone with me in the green room. So, Watch What Happens Live is actually just a lot of fun there's no like pressure it's just very well apart from you know yeah, <laughs> when you start getting it. into it <laughs> but yeah no it's just a lot of fun do they tell you the games beforehand or are those all just sprung on you usually i think they're usually sprung on us uh one more question from facebook uh lucy elizabeth says how do you feel do you feel that you've been accurately portrayed on the show so far uh i feel like They've told the true story of what's happening on the yacht. I feel like people need to understand that I'm at work mm-hmm. and me at work and me personally are two different things because, you know, if you come in and you're just best friends with the girls and, you know, you can, they need to, you need to be able to get to know them a little bit first and see their work ethic before you can be friends with them. So, Yeah. I think that it's just different. Work, work, Hannah and personal Hannah are very different. Why do you think the show has taken off so well? Because I, people are obsessed with it. I newly became obsessed with it. I got really hooked on the last regular season. Yeah. I'm just wondering from your perspective, why do you think it works so well and people are loving it so much? I think it works so well because firstly, it's a world that a lot of people didn't even know existed. And secondly, because it is so authentic, like we don't need to Like we don't just go and film for six hours at a dinner table and then talk about stuff. Like we're getting filmed 24-7 and all the drama and all the feelings and emotions and everything are very real. They're very raw and you can't get away from the cameras. There is no breaks. So they actually capture everything. So the story they tell is just so authentic. I love it. Now I just want to ask you a couple of quick pop culture lightning round questions. Sure. What's your favorite movie? Pretty Woman. Do you like Captain Ron? Captain Sandy mentioned the movie Captain Ron. Do you know that movie? No. She mentioned another premiere. I just was wondering. If it's about like a, I mean, I can't really, is it Polly Shore? Or it's like a good, bad movie. That makes sense. 
But Captain Sandy mentioned it off the cuff on the episode. Anyway. Oh, really? No. <laughs> Any shows that you said you would want to cross over with Atlanta Housewives? Yes. If, and I'd love to have the New York Housewives on as well. Who's your all-time favorite housewife? Oh, gosh. To watch. Uh, to watch it would still be Brandy Grant Glanville. Glanville. I know yeah. they need her back. I think she was entertaining. Yeah, she was very I agree entertaining. With you. Who would you choose if you were choosing for People Magazine, the sexiest man alive? Who would you choose? Um, oh, what's his name? The old guy's son? The old guy's son. Um, <laughs> you know the- Clint Eastwood's son? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, how did I? That's amazing. <laughs> I need to pat myself on the back. You that was do. amazing. Scott Eastwood is who you're talking about. Yeah, except actually I, I follow so gay. <laughs> <laughs> You are. I follow him on uh, Instagram. And he came up the other day and he was doing like some talk, like, but he was talking at the camera and I was like, oh no, uh, yeah, enough. don't enough talk, enough. honey, just be quiet. Right, just be pretty. Have yeah. you ever dated any male celebrities? Uh, this might be too No, yeah, no. no. Sleep with them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? I, anyone you could share with us? Oh my God. You don't have to say. No, there's, there's a few like kind of degrade in Australia that I've um, dated, but in America, no. So Chris Hemsworth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wouldn't have let him go, honey. He'd be in my basement yeah. locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, did you have an AOL Instant Messenger screen name? A what? An AOL Instant Messenger. Did you have that? No. Did you, ever, you never used that? Okay. No. And then finally, favorite Mariah Carey song? Uh, was it Daydream? Daydream, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dream Lover is the song, and then Daydream was another album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That one. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Hannah, where can people find you on social media? Uh, on Twitter, it's Hannaferia underscore, and Instagram is Hannaferia234. And I live tweet every episode and do Instagram lives after the episodes. So if you've got any questions, jump on there. Thank you so much for coming by. This Thank was so fun. You. Thank you. Thanks so much. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills 
skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Wasn't Hannah great? I had so much fun chatting with her. I'm a below deck stand now. Who knew? <laughs> I fell in love with Below Deck, the last season of the original Below Deck, the most recent season. I thought it was one of the best shows on Bravo, truly. Like the most recent season was phenomenal. Kate was amazing. And now I'm excited about getting into Below Deck Med now. I'm like really on board. I was binging them and now I'm into it. So I'm very excited. I'm not going to be covering it regularly on the pod. My apologies. I'm not, maybe we'll have a cast member or something on again. I would love that, but I'm not going to be recapping it. You know, sometimes I need some of these Bravo shows to just watch without thinking about notes. That's selfish of me, isn't it? (laughs) I don't care. I'm out loud and proud. I'm out loud and proud about my love of Below Deck, but I'm not going to be recapping it because I need to be able to watch a couple shows where I'm just, you know, not thinking about podcasting about it and I can just take it all in and enjoy. That's how I felt about Summer House. You guys, have you been watching Summer House? I'm so depressed that it's over, but I think it was such a phenomenal season, and it was truly one of my most looked forward to shows on Bravo. Like, I enjoyed watching this season of Summer House so much. If you haven't watched it, just jump in on season three, watch the most recent season. And a little birdie told me that we're getting a season four. It's not confirmed. That's a rumor, but I've heard that. So I'm very, I'm feeling very good about it. But I loved this season of Summer House. I think they got the cast right. That pay, I'm like literally like in love with Paige. I think all of us are, right? I mean, the way that she treated Carl was what Carl had come in. You know, he had it come in. <laughs> What's that Chicago song? He had it come in. You know what I'm saying, that Chicago song. Now that's playing in my head. Anyway, apologies. But I love Summer House so much, and I'm so excited for the next season. I wish we had more. I felt like I needed more of a season. But did you guys see the Vanderpump Rules kids on Summer House? It was almost like a, a, I love the Vanderpump kids, but it was almost like we didn't need them on the show. Like I was just loving the cast, the season of Summer House. I would have been happy without them there. Although it was nice to see Tom Schwartz had to go to the hospital for some anal fissure. <laughs> Something I haven't seen on a Bravo show before is uh, one of our cast members getting an anal fissure. Fissure? Fissure. And then Jordan, I think Jordan is like an amazing reality TV villain and confusing presence. I mean, he's been very compelling to watch on TV, and I've just loved this season, so watch it if you haven't. Now, I want to also say it's Pride Month. Happy Pride to all my LGBTQ+, and the allies, everyone out there. I hope to have some more LGBTQ+, people on the show, on the Everything Iconic. Also, I want to say I haven't been talking much about Drag Race. I love watching Drag Race. It's so fun. Unfortunately, we'll be waiting a little while. Actually, maybe fortunately, we'll be waiting a little while for the next season of Drag Race. But we just wrapped up. Evie Oddly won. Spoiler alert. I hope I didn't spoil that for anyone, but it's been a week, so I feel like it's okay. But Evie Oddly won. And I loved the finale. I liked the season. It wasn't my favorite season, but I did enjoy it. And I'm going to miss it. Although I think it's good that we're having a little bit of a break. But Drag Race is such a wonderfully produced show, and I encourage anyone to watch it if you haven't watched it. And I wanted to start this Pride Month off with an interview, an LGBTQ plus interview. And a few weeks back, I went to the Paley Fest Drag Race celebration or panel. It was here in Los Angeles, and I was on the red carpet, and I got to interview Ross and Carson from Drag Race. They're 
of course, judges on Drag Race. And I think everyone knows Ross from, he was on The Tonight Show and he was on Big Brother. He won Big Brother, which was great, Celebrity Big Brother. And then Carson, of course, we know from Queer Eye and he's got the show on Bravo. So I had a little quick, tiny interview that I did with them on the red carpet that I wanted to play about Drag Race because I, again, love Drag Race and I hope to have some more of the queens on in the future. But for now, I just wanted to play this little interview that I've been saving up, and I thought it'd be great to kick off Pride Month with a little, I don't know, celebration of Drag Race and a quick quick few questions with Carson and Ross from the red carpet of the Drag Race panel. I will leave you guys with this. Thank you so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this show, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Again, it's patreon.com slash everything iconic. There's bonus episodes. I just did a Real Houses New York recap for the Atlantic City episode from season seven. That's up there. Uh, I'll be putting some more uh, episodes up there. Bonus one a month. I'm promising one a month and hopefully I'll over promise or under promise over deliver. That's my goal. But I'm just promising one and doing my best. But more importantly, the money just helps to support the show. So if you pledge $4 more per month over there, you get access to the bonus episodes and you're supporting the pod. And then also those t-shirts. I have Wow Bethany Wow t-shirts. I'm on the Brim of Freaking Out t-shirts. Matt even designed this really cute Clueless t-shirt. He like made this Clueless graphic, you know, Clueless the movie. It's not Bravo related, but it's a Clueless graphic. And he made it. I was like, you have to let me put that on the um, threadless shop. So if you go to everythingiconic.threadless.com, everythingiconic.threadless.com, you can get that over there. The t-shirts are all there and they're super cute designs. There's a new pride one I think he's putting up there. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you so, so much. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Danny Pellegrino with Everything Iconic. It's so nice to meet you both. Um, How has the show evolved throughout the years? Oh, gosh. Well, I think it, you know, it started out as a very, you know, little, as we call it, I think, the little show that kind of could and did, because on Lo- on Logo, it was very much kind of focused towards the LGBTQ community, and it's all an art that we were all familiar with, but now that we're on VH1 and it's more mainstream, it's an art that's really being um, showcased to everybody, to the mainstream, and I think it's most resonant when we go to things like DragCon and we see you know, little 10-year-old kids and 85-year-old grandmas and moms and dads and everybody in between are there because drag is fun and drag is celebratory and drag is um, entertainment. Entertainment. I think um, the show, of course, has evolved in that, like, the budgets are higher, so the show looks better, right? Um, but I really think, even when you go back to watch season one, the core of the show is the same. The totally. message is the same. I think what's changed is the culture has caught up with the show. Um, but really, it's still about artists trying to celebrate what they do, what they love to do. Um, and it's about fun and funny. And really fun production. Yes. And I think you're absolutely right. Like It's always been the same team of creative people yeah. making this show. And every time I go on set and they say, this is the challenge, this time, I'm like, oh my God, that is so smart and fun and funny. Um, what about Rachel, Rachel Maddow challenge? I think we're screening today. Like they just that at its core has always been so fantastic. What's your favorite Mariah song? Oh, um, my body. Yeah. Is that the one with the Wendy interview? Uh-huh. Yeah, that me too. Yeah. Are there any queens that stand out for you over the years that you stand out in your head? Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. Bianca so Del Rio, Alyssa Edwards. Angela, Alyssa Edwards. Um, oh, my God. So many. Uh, Detox. 
Katya, um, Morgan McMichaels from yeah, early days, so Angina. There's so many great classic queens, you know, that are all, but side note, all still working. Yeah. You don't need to win this show to have the the biggest career possible. Look, Shangela, for example, Shangela's tried more than any other queen to win this show. Right. <laughs> but she's winning in life. Well, congratulations on so many years. It was so nice meeting you two. Thank you. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.